Vernon, Vernon, the heating and cooling specialist. The name says it all. When you focus solely on indoor comfort for 43 years, well, you get really good at it. Get your heating or cooling system tuned by a Vernon specialist today for only $69. Vernon's 60 to 90 minutes of meticulous system inspection guarantees energy savings or the tune-up is free. Now that's a value. Go to vernonheating.com. A change of seasons means adventures in rain, shine, mist, or snow, or all of the above on the same day. This season, prepare for every season with the Allbirds Mizzle Collection. With all-condition traction and materials and features to keep you comfy and dry no matter what, you'll be ready for anything. Go to allbirds.com and use code FRESHSOCKS for a free pair of socks with your purchase. A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code FRESHSOCKS. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them, and we like talking about them, too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. Everybody, welcome to the ABV podcast. I'm your host Chuck P. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for downloading and following us on social media. You can find the ABV podcast page on Facebook and on Instagram. Make sure you're following those. Find the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, and now on Stitcher. So you get the Stitcher app. It's a podcast app. You can find us up on there as well. Don't forget, we've got T-shirts. If you guys want to buy some shirts, we've got four designs to choose from. Go over to tpublic.com slash users slash upsets apparel. And on the fourth page, you'll see our shirts. The first three pages are full of Ross's Disney shirts that he makes. Please buy a Disney shirt from Ross so he can, you know, pay some bills or whatever. But they're cool shirts. They're unique. They're different. So, yeah, do that. I am at Tiger Tavern, one of my favorite places in the world to come and drink some beer. If you haven't been out to Tiger Tavern in, in Ascension Parish out here in Prairieville, I'm telling you, you're missing out. 40 taps, all with delicious craft beer. Was it more than 40 taps? Zach's 44. Zach just gave me the eye. Like, motherfucker, it's 44. 44 taps, and you're not going to find Bud Miller Coors on these taps. You're only going to find delicious local and national craft beer. You can't beat it. And also some freaking killer daiquiris. Dude makes really good daiquiris. Highly recommend the Three Marines. And the, you still have the Starburst on Still have Starburst, and uh, I just came up with a new Starburst. It's off their Tropical Pack. It's the Orange One Mango Melon, and I pureed a real cheesecake down in it. Got mucho mango Arizona tea. It's really good. Jesus, that's Zachary Paul, owner of Tiger Tavern, here with us. Thank you, Zach, for having us over here with the podcast, man. We appreciate thank, it. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah. Thank you for Derek uh, and um, Alex, Alex <laughs> at Gillen. They came down, and a really good friend of mine, Ryan from Noah. I appreciate them coming. I wanted them yeah, to come buddy. down and say some love for Chuck oh, yeah. Yeah. Got you, man. Definitely. Thanks so Derek much for and Alex us. from uh, from Gila Brewing Company and uh, Ryan awesome. from NOLA. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you all for. I'm glad I've got somebody from NOLA. NOLA is one of my favorite breweries around here. And man, thank you so much for saying that. Haven't had, haven't had, I've had with my old podcast and with my old boss Jay Dakota on his old radio on his radio show, the Bite Booze Radio Show. We've been, we went and did uh, a show. 
at the Tapper Manola when it was like one little small tiny room. Yeah. You know, Kirk Coco came out and right. talked with us and stuff. And before we bought the whole block. Exactly. Before you yeah. took over the whole block. We'll that have, was a to, long time we have to bring you back. You got to come check us out. Dude, we would love to come down yeah, here. Yeah, I'd love podcast. to have you. We need to make that happen. Open invitation, 100%. Sweet. Awesome, dude. So uh, tonight we've got, well, I guess we're going to just like do a little beer share here. Derek brought a ton of beer with him. Alex brought some beer with him as well. And uh, Zach has his usual bag of trips. Oh, Brandon Stack has joined us as well. What's up, Brandon? Hey, how's it going? Good, sir. Good. So uh, Derek's already poured something for us. What are we drinking here, Derek? Uh, this is a Great Notion Double Stack. It's basically a Creole style with loads of maple syrup and a little bit of coffee. Actually, this one is... Almost a year old. I've just been sitting on it. Yeah. Uh, I'd say the maple smells still there. The coffee's kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, if you can try this fresh, it's killer. Uh, it's like breakfast in a glass, in my opinion. The maple is still there for sure. One hundred percent. I definitely get a sweetness off of coffee. I don't know what it smelled like before, but I know how critical Derek is when it comes to beer. It's, it's taste buds. Can we just talk about this? Well, uh, well above mine. Check out the Sam squinch on the can. <laughs> One of the dopest Sammies. That label's killer. That's was, awesome, uh, man. I was actually at Great Notion two years ago. Yeah. Uh, two summers ago, and uh, they'll take this double stack and they have a blueberry IPA and they'll mix it together for like a little blueberry. Oh, uh, that's ridiculous. Man, that place was awesome. That, that tastes like hard. IHOP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> tastes like <laughs> IHOP. That's, yeah, yeah. I like that, Ryan. Tastes that's like a, IHOP. You know what I'm saying? Tastes like IHOP. Blueberry, uh, fucking double stack of pancakes. We're in there, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still getting, I'm still getting some coffee in, it, but that the maple, for yeah, sure, the ma- is shining through. I would have liked to taste it originally. It's, when it's fresh, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get another can here soon. Uh, it's like super, super mapley. I get some really nice like coffee grounds uh, too, for yeah, real. Like yeah, I still get, I definitely just, get that. I guess when you have it fresh, that coffee aroma is really, really funny. Yeah, right, yeah. right. It's kind of, I mean, you still get the coffee notes, but it's not as... Yeah, these beers typically like mellow out, you know, over time too. Ones they, did. they did a barrel aged version of this. I didn't, I wasn't able to have any, but uh, I know a few friends that did, and uh, they said it was damn good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can imagine this fresh, the coffee notes are probably just like shining in this thing. But like, like I said, they're still there, it's just like they're not just up front. Oh, it used to be, uh, when they used to just crowler the beers, when they first started, I mean, you weren't touching this for, like, under 60 a crowler yeah. just to get to try it. Jeez. I mean, and... Proud of it. Yeah. They I ain't mean, playing around with that. They went to the <laughs> cans, which is a better option for sure. What's but, our ABV on this guy? I want to say it's around maybe 10 or 11. Let's just say it on there. I remember it being kind of up there. Yeah. Tying out. 11, yeah, straight up. 11 solid. Holy shit. That thing ain't playing, man. Yeah. I just can't get over the label. The honest. label's awesome. I love that. Not only, I mean, it's it's a fantastic beer. I think it's mellowed out. Obviously, like, I haven't had it except for now, but to hear you guys talk about it, I feel like it's mellowed. But, like, just on this label alone, you got the Sam Squinch looking like he's on four different kinds well, of methamphetamines. <laughs> With a huge stack of, <laughs> stack of pancakes. <laughs> Sack of pancakes as you know, as big as me. It's ridiculous. I love it. That's awesome. The old Sammy. Channeling your inner bubbles. That's it, brother. Yeah, I love Trailer Park Boys to death. 
till death, you know? So, Derek, how about you uh, you or Alex give us a little update on what's going on with Gillard Brewing Company? You guys are about to pour some concrete over there, if I remember seeing that post correctly. Yeah, that's right. We got the uh, rough end on the plumbing done and uh, kind of got hung up there for a while with some permits, but they should be pouring concrete pretty soon. And uh, other than that, I just made it back about 1 o'clock this morning from uh, Colorado. I was in Denver for the uh, Craft Brewers Conference. Nice. nice. Oh, yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> Let's talk about Gillick crushing Zaps. No yeah, doubt, dude. No y'all kidding. Y'all got a good write-up from, from uh, Dig Magazine. There was a bunch of people putting posts on the church board and, like, all over the place saying how great you guys were out there and, like, y'all were the favorite tent out of everyone out there, which is huge considering the amount of homebrew beers that were going on out there and everybody else. So congrats to that, man. Yeah, it was very humbling. Uh, the Dig article was a huge surprise. Um, there was a lot of great beer out there, and uh, you know we got to try some of the shin stuff, rally caps. You know everything looked promising. A lot of competition out there, even though it wasn't a competition. And uh, to have the article wrote about us saying that you know, we basically were the best of the show, that that's really nice to have. That's just as good as winning an award, in our opinion. Yeah. You know, we won first place people choice in the Basin Brew Fest a few weeks before that. You know, it was nice to close out, especially the local festival, the Baton Rouge in our area. So, to have that article wrote about us, and we, we brought almost 40 gallons of beer and ran out an hour and a half before the festival ended. That's awesome. And that was good. A lot of the beers were good. I mean, you, you, know. you told me you were going to go out there with six, maybe a seventh, one, and then after I promoted that you'd have a six, maybe a seventh, one, you did eight. <laughs> yeah, we had some uh, some leftover cans of uh, a gingerbread stout we did around Christmas time, and figured why not bring them. People, a lot of people were asking to try it when we had it, and so we brought some extra cans of it. And why not let people yeah. try everything we had to offer? Give them everything. You know, yeah. the, uh, the Airhead Sour that was that was a fun beer to make and went over very well. What was the flavor of the Airhead? It was the uh, Airhead Sour Extreme Rainbow Belts. Yeah, it's like the long rainbow candy. Yeah. I had a few beers, uh, one from Southern Gris, and then uh, Meal did the cream right. with it. Yeah. And I had it, and I was like, she meat. I was like, let's try it out. See, uh, they okay. had them on sale at Sam. Why yeah. not? I mean, we're a small batch brewery. and For sure. You know, we like to experiment with a lot of stuff. I love it, way, man. If something doesn't work out, I mean, it's not. I think, I think that kind of opens it up to a whole new kind of, um, you know, somebody that will take in beer as far as, like, one of their passions. You know, when you show up with these these different candies and these different adjuncts as far as it being, like, approachable to different sectors of people, like, nobody thinks of putting airheads with a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like that, to me, speaks to a different, a very much so younger generation coming up in the craft beer market, which I feel like puts you guys, like, you know, propositioned y'all perfectly, you know, to kind of carry the torch for Louisiana. Like, it's beautiful, man. I, can't, I wish I could have been there to try it. I really do. I agree. <laughs> uh, you know, that's something we've been kicking around the idea is, you know, just the craft beer game in general from all the breweries. Everybody's willing to try everything these days. The yeah. Time, you know, Nola, Francis, I did the Blackberry Cobbler. Yeah, know, for and, sure. You know, we were sitting here talking, you know, what's a few beers we could do that nobody has done? And, I mean, you really sit there and think about it, and... It's hard to find a beer that somebody hasn't done with some kind of adjunct. Right. 
anything being that we literally made a, uh, a double IBA called No Strings Attached that we released recently and the entire like the whole thing about that beer in particular was the fact that like there is no um, there's no brand loyalty anymore you know what I mean as as de- you know I guess fucking degenerates <laughs> we just move on to the next best the best tasting the freshest thing and so that was the entire concept behind that beer too so I mean you know just when you look at the the uh, the craft beer scene in Louisiana as like right now it's amazing that we're kind of aligned that way it's like we understand that look nobody's gonna just stick around and drink the same thing every day so we really have to continue to push the envelope so it's awesome you know what I mean that you guys have continued with that like you have to tell me about this Neapolitan beer Dude, for sure it's so good it's fantastic it's so good so the Neapolitan kind of came from so Parrish Quite a few years ago, we yeah. had a Neapolitan scout that they did. They did it for a while. Dude, yours is better. I'm gonna tell you right now. I had I had that one from Parish. Yours is better. Thank you. Because with I thought with the Parish one, you didn't get all three of the flavors. It didn't. It all kind of blended together into one kind of like a strawberry kind of flavor. But yours, every one, dude, I got vanilla, I got chocolate, I got strawberry. It was a unique concept when Parish did it back in the day. I mean, I actually enjoyed that beer. Back in the day, and we kind of thought about it. We were, you know, we made a, a base imperial stout. One of our bases, we boiled it for three hours, thickened it up a little bit, basically let some of the sugar crystallize a little bit. And we were kind of talking about, you know, what to do. And I had a, uh, a Neapolitan stout that uh, Curtis Nelson had posted from Parish. It was a 15% Neapolitan stout from Ashland. Sorry, folks, had a little technical issue right there when we were recording the podcast. So we lost about 35 to 45 seconds of conversation, but uh, nothing too big, nothing really important. So we're going to jump right back into the podcast right now. That's something that I think sets a good bit of our beers apart yeah. in some ways because if we're going to say it has something, whether it be a fruit sour or whether it be a stout or even IPA with some kind of fruit or adjunct in it, we're going to put enough into it well, like, where you get that flavor. Not going, like, not trying to throw shade. You know what I mean? At our northern brothers and Rogue when they did that whole voodoo series with the voodoo pastry shop. But they had such great marketing, and it was one of those things where you would read these labels and go, okay, you've got maple, bacon, smoke, you know, all these different adjuncts and all these different ingredients. And then we finally got to taste the beer in this beautiful plaster pink bottle. It wasn't that was, good. Yeah, it was, it was a, you know, whatever it was. It was like, that, absolutely. That it didn't, like Pepto. It, yeah, right. I hated that beer Well, it just so didn't. Much. There's no way. It might have had. It was always so one-sided as far as the, the label. You know what I mean? So if it was, you know, maple bacon, it would be so smoky that it was even hard to drink. You know what I mean? So the fact that, like, and I've been burned by those kind of marketing tactics and stuff like that. So when I hear you guys talk about, like, making a Neapolitan and stuff like that, where there's absolutely, like, the the different levels of flavor, and you get all of those in it, and that's hard to do in a beer, man. It really, really is. That's not an easy thing to fucking do whatsoever. So the fact that you guys pull it off to this fanfare is fucking brilliant, man. And we're lucky to have have you guys in the state. That's something sure. we pride ourselves on, to be honest with you. You know, I've, your beers just taste stuff all over the country. You know, there's nothing more I hate. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. 
Restrictions apply. I would get a beer and they said, oh, I have strawberry and raspberry puree and it's just mediocre. Right. You, know, you don't get a lot. I mean, that's why I love these heavy fruited sours. Yeah. You know, the pear sips are, you know, from the answer, all these beers. And I mean, can we at least mention the Funk Series from NOLA? Oh, yeah, dude, the yeah. Funk you know what I'm saying? Is great, dude. It's We're the great. godfathers for sour beers in this fucking market. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can we at least acknowledge that? Yes. <laughs> and and that, that is, the Funk Series is pushing my my sour level tolerance. Yeah. But I, the, the Fort Lift Joyride, let's, let's talk about it. Yeah. You know, the, the, the guava in it. Yeah. I love guava. Oh. We do a sour with tangerine and guava. We had it at... Uh, yeah. That's absolutely weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's almost like drinking amazing. a tropical mimosa. Yeah, just, a little um, lactose in there, give it a little sweetness. You know, um, For sure. It just, if we make something, I just, our philosophy is we want you to taste everything in it. You know, Everything it, that's labeled on the yeah, can, we want you to fucking, advertise. we want you to take as, as advertised. I mean, sometimes things will fall short, you know, and you know, you go back to the drawing board. But I feel that you know we're here to put a product out, and uh, we want it to be the best product that we can put out. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what we're gonna try to do every single time. Especially I, if you're going with one additive. If you're going to do a coffee scout or a coffee porter... It better taste like coffee. Exactly. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to taste it and be like, okay, okay, yeah, okay, I can taste a little coffee. I get a hint that. of coffee. Of coffee. No, exactly. I want no, you called it a coffee yeah. porter. It yeah. better taste like a coffee fucking porter. That's why I love Rev, because Rev tastes yeah. like I'm drinking a cold brew coffee yeah. every time I open that thing yeah. up. We yeah. made the donut coffee stout last year and won a few little awards for it. That was that, good. I had that at Brewed the Zoo. That, that was really was, good. Uh, when we talked about making that beer, you know, we sat down and discussed. That was my big thing. I love Rev. I was like, I, I want to kind of have something like Rev. Very coffee forward, dark roast, you know, not overly acidic, but, you know, strong coffee aroma on the nose and punch when we drink it. Yeah. And I think that's why I love Rev so much because you can drink it in the morning, you can drink it. Yeah. Well, I think that's, I, I, I don't think that the term balance can be understated. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to run into these different trends and these different things and stuff like that. But when you have a well-balanced beer where your acidity and your sweetness and your ABV, everything just kind of comes together like that. Like that's, that's the sweet note. You know what I mean? That's what we're all after. <laughs> Yeah, you know, whether it's one thing or another, it's that it's that perfect balance where everything on the label reads exactly that the experience is out of the out of the glass or the aluminum. You know what I mean? Like it's just a beautiful process for sure. I think that's that's perfect because the attention span of craft beer is so minute. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing I mean, like, there. They, they yeah. They're ready for the next thing. Beer, they move on to the next thing. But right. when you get something good. They'll you stick, stick with, it. with it. Right. Yeah. And I mean, just being a fan of craft beer first is going to, when you go on the brewing side, I, mean, I would imagine that would be everything to go Like what you're saying, like really focus on every single cell of flavor, make sure you get it. Because I really want people to come back. Right. Well, we don't want to put something on the advertising. That you don't, that doesn't deliver. Right. Because that's the worst, that's the easiest way to push somebody away. You know what I mean? I understand the marketing side and everything like that. I get that. But it's also one of those things where if it doesn't really come to fruition, then what are we doing here? Yeah. Right, I could drink anything. Yeah. You know? Speaking of drinking anything, let's talk about this new beer that we're drinking right now. This is the Boom Sauce. Yeah, Boom, boom Sauce from uh, Lord Hobo. 
Nice. Uh, man, I think if I first had this uh, when I was at Great American Beer Fest in 2015, I remember seeing like the can like online and I saw it sitting there and I was just like, I got it. Right. So every time I go to Colorado, I make sure I pick up. A yeah, of Lord Hobo is a dope name. Yeah, for sure. Especially for me, like coming from New Orleans, it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I had this beer probably back in '16. No, yeah. it was right I want to dedicate this beer to Tin City. I got it yeah. on, the, on the train. <laughs> and uh, you guys sent me a few cans of it. It was good. I mean, this is this isn't your juice bomb. This isn't necessarily your West Coast. Right. It's, uh, it's kind of in the middle. A lot of floral notes on it. You know, not heavy malt. A little light. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a good change of pace. Not really super bitter either. You know, it's, uh, you know and that's good. You know, I, I feel like. You know, obviously we're in the, the juice craze. Everybody wants the juice. Yeah. Juice, but, bro. You know, juice. Um, <laughs> all about the juice. Haze, bro. Know, Haze. A lot of people think about, you know, back in the 15s and the, the 14, you know, IPAs were your Sierra Nevada torpedoes and your, yeah. you know, all your piney, dank, high IBUs, you know. That's what I started out drinking, you know. Yeah. Racer number five, all those, those beers. And, you know, I, don't get me wrong. I, I love the juice, yeah. But I still do like a good dank, honey, heavy IBU West Coast style beer. Oh yeah, um, dude. Me and Jada Cody were talking about this the other night. We kind of miss those style of uh, that style of IPAs, those, that dank, piney, just yeah. Like, cause every, I mean, the craze is the New England hazy IPS, where everybody wants they want the juice bombs and all that. But every now and then, it's nice to get that piney, just dank style IPA. Scott Wood had one he did uh, about a month ago. It was kind of more of a West West Coast style. Has some Amarillo hops, a few other of your usual West Coast style hops. Very good. I mean, it kind of almost looked like a juice beer, but it was a West Coast vibe. It had some nice bitterness to it. Dank, you know, a little bit of fruit. It was a well done beer. I forget what he called. You know, he's got all those crazy names for his. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was good. It was a nice change of pace. And, you know, I feel, especially with us, being that we're small batch, there's a few beers, you know, that we would like to make that, you know, represent a good West Coast style. Um, you know, one of my favorite beers from the West Coast is Big Burn Citra. It's a heavy citra Amarillo West Coast style beer. With some good malt backbone, but it's got the citra and amarillo notes. Not real piney, but it's a, it's a very well executed beer. It's hard to find. I think they only release it once a year. Yeah. But uh, I've kind of been toying with a little bit of recipe for something like that for us to look at and let Alex and Brad brew it up. And I'm always, as Brad says sometimes, I'm kind of the mad scientist. Yeah, Don't everybody always, needs that, though. Yeah. some crazy <laughs> well, stuff to add into the beer. Just before the podcast, we were talking about, like, just y'all's, you know, y'all's brewing schedule alone kind of allows y'all to not make a mistake. You know what I mean? So you guys are at the fledgling place within your brewery to kind of just get to do what the fuck you want to do. Like, this is the most fun you should ever have within a brewery before it blows up or whatever else, is being able to experiment to kind of get in there and do your thing. You know what I mean? Figure out who you are, create an identity, and then let people know. You know what I mean? So it's awesome, you know, just to be here with you guys. Like, I don't know, man. You guys have kind of got me excited about it, too. You know what I mean? I'm stoked. I, I really that. am, man. Yeah. We're sure. all pumping it up for you. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Well, Ryan, let's talk about some stuff going on at NOLA, man. Yeah, you man. You guys have been killing it with, like, the Hotback Cadillac and yeah. the with Joyride. It's part of our Lanyap series, for sure. Yeah, dude. Those, you guys are crushing it. You were talking about the Funk series earlier. And yeah. as a sour fan myself, the Funk yeah. series is just, like, everything you guys have put out with that has been solid and well, really you, good. Man. We appreciate and, that. 
so and, much. And y'all have gone the, the true route to get those get that funk series right. While fermentation. Y'all, y'all built a room yes. separate from the brewery to of course. do those. You have to. You have to because yeah. you can't release you can't that, introduce that, that bacteria yeah. in there without just, everything else. just you know, just the the chance of that bacteria infecting all of our clean beers would be astronomical. Yeah, I mean, dude. we're really talking about a hazmat team that's going to come in and charge us two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> you know what I mean to clean exactly. everything out, and that's the last thing we don't. You know, we're not trying to make a sour blonde. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole point. Why would anyone want to make right. a sour blonde? But it's just it's so it's extremely important, you know, for us to keep those facilities separate, you know, so that we can keep churning out the best shit that we can. What's yeah. up, Zach? I see you looking at me, Doc. No, killing it. Thank you, Absolutely, yeah. hands yeah. down. Um, That's Derek Lynn turn, man. And I uh, honestly, and I probably will get ridiculed for this, but uh, I don't even think Cascade could. Uh, Whoa! No, All I just right. don't. I just Thank don't. You, man. I don't think they can touch their funk series. And Thank I'm you. being honest, but uh, I'll tell you what, Gilla had a weekend at Bernie's, and it made me tap dance tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, y'all and Nola are killing it right now. Thank you, man. And it's funny because I went to the release of Moon Shoes, the first one, yeah. which I think was last year sometime. Yeah. yeah. And y'all had no idea how big it was going to be. I, I don't, We didn't. Y'all yeah, were doing we did. New release on a Friday, and I was off, so I went down there, and I got there at eleven, and y'all had the door doors open in the tap room, but you weren't open yet. Right. I was cleaning out, and I showed up, and I was like, uh, "Where do I get in the line for this?" You know, and they're like, "What are you talking like, about?" Yeah, I think one one person in there was like, "Line for what?" Right, and I was right. Like, y'all are releasing a beer today, and right? Like, oh well, yeah, we don't open till noon. We got. We got several different, um, we got a bunch of different hops that we hadn't necessarily had access to before. And so that allowed us to legitimately, like, really, really start digging in to what was the profiles for these different hops, you know, whether it be Northern Hemisphere, Southern Hemisphere, stuff like that. So, you know, it's very important for us to put out beers that were very like that would mirror you know everything that you would consistently think about that particular hop and we didn't you know we knew with Parrish's success and some of the other breweries local to Louisiana their success and these New England style IPAs we we had an idea that it would be cool you know what I mean but we certainly didn't it took us a while to be like okay we're making some really good fucking beer over here yeah you know what I mean it took us a couple of releases for us to just be able to acknowledge ourselves because this entire business is focused around being humble to where you know you constantly compete against different breweries that you respect and you like and that's that's one of the hardest things to do so to get recognized within that market you know what I mean with your parishes with your urban souths to get you know recognized within that market because you know we're the OGs of New Orleans and we came back to fucking kind of take the title you know what I mean it was, it was great you know what I mean? It was a great fucking experience. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got you to gotta, you gotta represent big time if you're going to call yeah. yourself NOLA. Yeah, you, you better know? come correct. Yeah, guys, that's the lower line. Yeah, I know yeah. it, man. I know that's it, that lower line. line. Ooh. That's a good one right there. Yeah, baby. Good. Yeah. I think that was here. We had We had that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being there for that Moon Shoes release, and there was one girl behind the bar. Yeah. And I think it, 
right at noon, there was like five people deep. And she was just, eyes were wide yeah, open. Like, yeah, no what idea. are all these people here for? What is going on? Like, she had no clue that anything was going to happen. Yeah. This is insane. She thought she was just going to have yeah. an easy day in the tap room. Yeah. For sure, man. For sure. And that, That's but, good, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, to like, to kind of... To be able to visualize that growth is is incredible, you know, because it shows that we're still doing stuff that the, after ten years, you know, and that's what's crazy too. Yeah, y'all you know, being in the, right, us being in the brewery like industry for two, ten fucking years in New Orleans is crazy, you know. So it was one of those things that we've, you know, we're always trying to expand and trying to change and trying to very much so like keep up to what we we want to make beers that we like to fucking drink. Period. You know what I mean, and that's why you get in this business. There you go. So, when I've brought like beer friends from out of state to come visit, yeah, and we'll go down to New Orleans, and I'm just like, okay, we need to hit X, Y, Z, and then you know, then we always end up at the Nola Tap Room kind of early, and then I'm just like, hey, we got to move on to the next one. And then nine times out nobody of 10, wants to leave. Yeah, they never yeah. want to leave. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? How about we hit that tomorrow? I was like, yeah. we don't have another day. It's like, know. you know what? I'm good right here. So, yeah. Speaking of that tap room, it. as big as it is now. Before I went to that Moonshoes release, the last time I had been down there was in 2014, I think. Yeah, when it was just that one room? They were building the one room. They were building the one room, and it was on a Friday. It was the only day y'all opened for like... Four hours you could go drink for free. True. Like you True. Pour the drinks yourself. So, that was the last time I went. Yeah. Wow. I right. was in shock when I, when I pulled A lot of people out. call those free beer Fridays, and I called them shit show Fridays. Yeah. And that's because, you know, when we started the brewery, um, the state wouldn't allow us to sell our beer on property because we were the first group up, right? So it was one of those things that turned into we had to. You know, because of our three-tier system in the state, we could sell to our distributor who could sell to bars, but people that came to the brewery couldn't fucking buy our beer from us, which is crazy. So at that point, your only option is to just open the, open the taps and invite the neighborhood and, you know, show them what right. we're all about, man. Tin Roof was doing the same thing for a while, just giving beer away. Yeah, it was, free, it was free tours. Well, there there you go. Yeah. It was in the brewery. Yeah, you, know? you got a couple pours. Uh, Speaking of speaking of Nolan, everything on Chapatulas right there. I'm gonna yeah. give a shout out to my, uh, to the guys over at uh, uh, Nolan Beer Bus, Matt Masigli and those yeah. guys. Those guys are awesome. They're doing they're doing a little they're doing a, a little beer tour right now down Chop. It's the, I think it's the Chop Hop, or I think that's exactly what it's called. You start off at Port Orleans and then you go to Nolan. You go to is it Neil? I've always Neil. Neil. With the Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out. Because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details. Saying that wrong. Yeah. You go there and you go to Urban South, and I think you end up, your final stop is Brew Curry. Brew Curry is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But so, the fact that they don't add uh, Courtyard in there is yeah, disgusting. They need to put Courtyard in there for damn sure. <laughs> you know I, mean? I agree with that. Matt, Dude, there's if five you're Matt. breweries there. There's five breweries within a mile of each other. It's yeah. insane. It's never been like that. And so, like, this is so. Like, That's it's awesome. so much of a great time to be in this industry and to be able yeah. to come down to South Louisiana and get a hold of this. But, you know, just like we're talking, we got Gil over here. They're popping up 
Gonzalez? Where, where the, where's the tap room? Literally right down the street from here. Yeah. On this same road on 44. Right. It's going to be right down the street. It's got to be the first brewery here. It is. It's the first there brewery you go, in, man. in Gonzalez. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm that's, excited. I can't it's wait. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, man, because there was a time where we were the first brewery in, in yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. You know what I mean? So to be able to get a, an opportunity to kind of see that fledgling grow. To have that title. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, it's a it's great thing, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, we got some more uh, New Orleans beer we're drinking right here. This is from Urban South. Yeah. This is the Aloha Punch Goza. This was part of their third anniversary uh, release. Shout out Urban South. Yeah. They did 16 beers. It's like, how the hell do you do 16 beers? Jacob Landry, somebody, Kyle, somebody, <laughs> tell me how y'all do this. I mean, it's a little time. They have, well, they do have a huge space, so yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. they can do that. We're all 16 in cans? Yes. yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, just think about that. It's like nuts. But uh, congrats them on, on, on their third year uh, anniversary party. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'm, Shout out uh, Alex from their uh, their sour beer program. Man. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Alex. You're doing a great job. Also, Absolutely. I have a request. I would like you guys to release the Grapefruit Holy Roller uh, to distribution so I can have that all the time <laughs> instead of having to drive down to the tap room and I'll give it. Abby a shout so we can yes, get together. Abby Perkins, please yeah. make that happen. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Shout out Abby, Kyle Hewling, goddammit. Kyle, right. make right. it happen. I've known Kyle for a while, so. I think there's oh, a okay. weird misconception sometimes <laughs> about, like, um, competition. You know what I mean? So we're all understand. We're all the same people trying to make the same beer, but... We just want to grow the pie itself. Yeah. So if we grow the thing as an industry, like the individual pieces that we have will naturally, you know, grow bigger. And that's what we want, man. You know what I mean? It's not a competition. We love these guys. They push us up. Absolutely, man. It's like, it makes everybody step collaborations. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. And I think that's a testament to the quality of beer that we have here right now in Louisiana. Yeah, dude. I've, I've said this numerous times on this podcast. I've got a buddy who, who yeah. does beer trading, and I always get to give me some stuff like Trillium and Treehouse and, you know, Alchemist and stuff like that. Yeah. He doesn't order it anymore because we have such good beer here. Yeah. There's no need for him to go after that beer. Wow. And that's just a statement to what Nola's doing, what yeah. South's doing, what you guys are doing, Tin Roof, Parish, by Testament. Everybody's putting yeah. out this quality beer here that we don't have to go searching for better beer. We've right. got it in the state already. And it's happened so fast. I mean, it was only two years ago where, I mean, you were either, you were getting one release or you, and you were doing trades or something. Yeah. And any time other than that, you were drinking Omni, like all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> just waiting for the next thing. Yeah. And now, now you, you don't even really stick to one beer anymore or most of the beer drinkers. I mean, it's just, with all the releases now, it's just... You can't keep so right drink one thing. I mean, you, you go to a release, you pick up, you know, more than you think you're going to need sometimes and... You know, then you, before you know it, the next weekend you're picking up a case of something else. Yeah, we got a little case of never meet your heroes. So about three weeks ago, we cruise up to Munster, Indiana, and hit three Floyds. Like which, you said, we just cruise up to Munster, right, Indiana. Right. It took like a couple of like days. It's an hour drive. It took away. a couple of days, but that's what happened, right? So we cruise up. We were bored, and it's one of those things, man, to where like you know, especially with the beer advocate age and stuff like that. Like they were like that zombie dust had been top fifty. Um, 
and beer advocate that wasn't a Wild Ale or Russian Imperial Stout. So it was the only beer in the top 50 that was even a different style, you know, which was crazy. So it was number seven. So a single malt, single hop IPA called Zombie Dust was that beer. So of course, you know, it's always been my thing. Of course, I'm a metalhead too. So yeah, man, that's right. right. Kindred spirits. Got to, man. Got to. I'm a metalhead too. So they've always been one of my favorite breweries. And they still are, but it's one of those things when you go up there and you try all the beers that they have to offer and compare those to this, to just the quality of beers that we're making in, in Louisiana. And it's, it, it, it's one of those things where you're just like, I expected it to be so much better than everything that we in this state were producing. Talking about zombie Well, their whole line. I mean, I had, a, you know, the Alpha King. The Gumball. Gumball, yeah. absolutely, man. Um, a couple of their brewery releases like that were there that weekend. I remember back in 15, Zombie Dust was like... That was the jam. The tits. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what yeah. people wanted. That was yeah. the jam. Yeah, I man, that was the same thing as, you know, Super Sunshine, Heading Topper, all those beers, you know. And, uh, Pliny. 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 You know, I, I had a guy the other day that was... At the Alchemist Brewery, he was like, "Yeah, I'm picking up some heady and good things." And I was like, "I'm good." Actually, you know what? I'm good. I don't need that. I'm good. Actually, I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll take some heady because it's been so long since I had any." I remember back. But not because, but it wasn't because there wasn't beer that you could get here, right? Like you could get that, you couldn't get necessarily that beer. But as far as quality goes, yeah, I think a lot of breweries here are putting out some some excellent quality. I mean, just speaking of Noah, you know, kind of like we were hitting on before, you know, just the the IPA series that y'all been putting out. Thank you, man. You know, it's uh, it's great. You know, it's, it's great to see more beers added. You know. More quality, different hops, you know. I mean, that's the thing. You can make, you know, when Paris was making Joe's right. and I'd be, and you had, you know, great rap coming out with Grace and Grit, but, you know, it's all hop profiles. And Nola's used some hops that, you know, nobody here has used. Yeah. You know, with the Tasman, you know. And, yeah, I never and heard of that hop until you guys you know, use it, actually. I yeah. think I used one with Cashmere. I love some Cashmere. Cashmere is amazing. You know, yeah, the so. Tasman's a uh, lower hemisphere okay. hop from, um, it's either. Um, Australia or New Zealand, so okay. anybody can remind us in the comments that I'm a fucking asshole. That's cool. <laughs> and and, it's, and it's, it's good because, you know, you get to try those different hops, you get to try the different, you know, aromas and, and tastes that those hops are bringing in. You know, nobody's using that, you know. It was nice at the time, you know, when you had your, your ghost and your IV and things like that, but it was always the same constant beer over and over. Yeah. Well, executed, but I'd rather have a base beer and they have multiple different variations of hops. I mean, that's pretty much what Monkish does. They have a great yeah. base beer, yeah. and every beer they make is a different hop profile. Right. Yeah. You know, people, people kind of hammer them for that, saying, it's the same beer. In a way, it is with another label, but it's different hops. You know, hops Absolutely. have all different, you yeah. know. That's really, I mean, that's the whole scope of our Land Yap series, is that. It's like to really, really sit down and focus on hops so we know this area doesn't have the plethora of... You know what I mean? And that's it. You know what I mean? Very much, it's, you know, similar processes and stuff like that. Just a different combination as far as what we think will go well together, what we think will make a I mean, great beer. I'll be honest with you. I think you, Nola being you, and, and Scott at Courtyard are really the only two breweries that really experiment out of the usual Citra Galaxy Mosaic 
you know, hot profiles. You know, right. Scott uses Denali. You know, there's, I'm pretty sure y'all probably going to experiment something with Sabro here soon. Yeah. You know, that, that's the big one now. That you cannot. You know, you cannot. Things yeah. like that. And it's just nice to see that. I mean, that's kind of how we are, too. We, For we sure. want to play with different hot profiles as well. Yeah. You know, to bring some. I mean, don't get me wrong. The center of the galaxy, the mosaic, I mean, they're always going to be killer. They're beers, classics. You know, and, and yeah. they're not going to go away. But it's nice to have beers with experimental hops or different yeah. hops styles that you just only see beers up north being made. Right. It's the only way it evolves. You know? Exactly. It's the only way it evolves. you got to expand the palate. And, yeah. And, you know, I, I agree 100% with what y'all are doing. I like that. You know, um, you're making me fucking blush over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just honestly, I mean, you know, and that's the thing. Not everything everybody puts out is going to be a winner. Right. It's just not. Right. But the... you got to go into the, the business the knowing applaud, that. Yeah. The applaud is you try to do it. You don't yeah. just stick with what works. You expand. You try different things. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know, I think it's Tin Roof... Competition, man. I think Tin Roof is... is, is it's starting to do that. They're starting to come out with different ideas. They're starting to put out different beers. They're starting to try different things with Uber Fruit, the Hollow, Well Works, you know, yeah. the Haze Malay. They use a couple of different hops that nobody's really used yet. I mean, that's the thing. Try it. If it works, great. If it doesn't, go back to the drawing board, but at least try it. Don't right. just play it safe. Yeah. You know? I mean, I don't brew, but it's fun because I work in Tin Roof as well. That like when they're testing this stuff out, and I'm working in the tap room, like Nick will come out and just bring stuff to me, and I'm just like, this is amazing. Or like we'll put something on that's just in the tap room. It's fun to see like all the experiments that happen. I mean, when they did the Weldworks one, uh, they did, and they made the base beer for that. Then they got uh, the sour IPA out of that that killed it, man. Right, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to put you on on point for anything because like you, you say you're not a brewer you're, you work in the tap room over there at Tin Roof I just want to know have you had any feedback I've been seeing some pictures uh, posted of just like some different uh, some different pictures of the Wetworks collaboration some people are complaining about oh some of them being oxidized yeah I, yeah, I mean I, have you gotten a lot of feedback in the tap room on that from anything that you have on tap or is it just basically I mean, in the cans I mean, I, I know that they're probably trying to figure out exactly what the yeah. is on that. I personally haven't talked to Tally about it lately. I haven't been up there in about a week or two. But, I mean, we had a customer near the other day, and he was talking about he got about five four-packs of that, and uh, one of the four-packs was oxidized. Everything else was good. Yeah, the so, four-pack I got was, was fine. Nothing yeah. was wrong with any of the cans. Yeah, so, I mean... I'm not in there and I can't speak for Tally yeah. them, but I mean, yeah, I, I see it. I I'll speak it. to that some, you know. Um, yeah, as a feel, brewer, for I sure. Feel, yeah. I feel that, you know, we're going to go through that. Obviously, Noah's doing that. You know, Noah, y'all had good success with y'all stuff. Yeah, but that, that's not to say that we haven't had other things, man. Yeah, absolutely, because you know, here's the game, man. Shit happens. Yeah. Right. yeah. You know what I mean? These, with these New Englands, I mean, the ops. This is biology. This is biology. And, you know, I feel like with, let's just use it for example, with the high load. Let's say they can 3,000 cans. And you had 150 out of 3,000 cans have get oxidized. And let's say one ended up in, you know, 154 packs. If you had one, I know some yeah, four yeah. packs had more. But, I mean, that's that's a wide spectrum of people that might end up with oxidized. The best thing that, you know, Jacob that I've seen do and seen people post is, you have an oxidized can, bring it in, or bring it in, and they'll yeah. make it right. That's the best yeah. thing you can do. That's while all you, you can go do. back to the drawing board. You know, Sopro did the same thing a couple of years yeah. ago. Great Raft had an issue yeah, with that. With they the did the same thing. Grit. Exactly. I, mean, I think most people, especially craft beer drinkers, just want you to acknowledge that you have a problem. 
try to make it right, you know, and, and say, hey, look, we have an issue. We're trying to figure it out. We're, right. We're, you know, we're gonna get back on the same page. Just know? don't, don't, don't but, treat us like we're stupid. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. and I'm not trying to, to hammer any brewery here, being that we are opening a brewery. But, you know, last summer I went to B52 in uh, Conroe, Texas, up above Houston, and uh, bought a bunch of beer. I probably bought three hundred dollars worth of beer. Brought it back. Brought a four pack of this beer called Wow, it's a Schooner. And I gave one to my buddy uh, Eric Hunt. Shout out. And uh, he called me and said, man, have you tasted this, this Schooner beer yet? I said, no. He said, man, it, it, it tastes like just straight rubbing alcohol. It's bad. So yeah. me and Brad, another buddy of mine, Chris, were, uh, were at the house. I'm like, all right, we'll crack one open. We did. It was. It smelled and tasted like I was drinking methanol. That's how right. bad it was. Yeah. And, you know, to quote this, Mike Pawpaw Peters, Reviews a lot of beers. And Shout out, Paul! Shout, Shout out, out Paul! And a lot of these, <laughs> and a lot of the beers, you know, he even if it's not that great, he still kind of errs on the side of caution. I don't understand that, but this is one of the beers that I actually saw him like say, "This is just not a good beer." Yeah, you know. And so I messaged the brewery. I said, "Look, uh, I don't know if y'all tried these yet or not, but I picked this up last week, and man, it's just it's it's a bad beer. Maybe you might want to just take a look and see, you know, taste it for yourself." They read my comment. They never replied. Says sorry, nothing like that. Then a week later, I see them post something on their social media about this girl's big haul of beer, and she had like eight four packs of the Schooner. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here telling you that it's, it's not. It's gonna be good. some shit up in there, and, probably. You know, and the beer. You, if you look at the beer on tap, I think it's rated like a one five or two because it was God just a bad. Damn, really? But they wow. continue to still serve that beer even with the issue. And and, and in my mind. I just lost a there because you didn't acknowledge that there was an issue. You know, we, we talk about that all the time about, you know, what's going to happen when we have an issue. Because we know we're going to have one eventually. You're going to have one. Everybody's going to have one. Everybody has them. That I can tell anybody when they ask that question. Own up to it. We're going to make it right and we're going to own up to it. I mean, so that's all we can do. Look, the reason that people seek us out is because we're willing to take these risks. Right, so if you as a customer and a consumer can't understand that we're going out there creating beers that we don't know, like it's it's all an experimental thing, but that's what makes craft beer amazing. So if you can't expect that there's going to be, you know, one or two out of every fucking who knows that might go a little haywire, I mean, just d- be patient. And Let also us make don't be it a right. dick about and it, and don't be a dick. Like, don't get on these on the, trash on the church our, or whatever, know, and exactly. like start shitting all over just a brewery trash because your fucking brewery. Out of the 100 beers you've had, Bob, they had this one beer that they had an issue right. with, and you just fucking start shitting all yeah. over them. Yeah. That pisses me off more than anything, man. It's like... Start a brewery. Yeah, go ahead. You try that. You Please. go ahead and try to brew a beer and see how fucking perfect yeah, you are. start a brewery. Let me know. I, mean, I, I definitely agree with the, with the shit on. I'm okay, yeah, man. I'm okay with if somebody wants to post that they had an oxidized can or they had an issue. Like yeah, I said, because post that's, the issue. That's the point of the beer group is to know, let people know about good beer if there's an issue with the beer. But, you know, you don't need 50 people complaining about the same thing. You know, obviously, if you, you look it up and you know there's an issue, there's messages of brew. You know, right. and at that point, if they make it right, great. You know, if they don't, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can see maybe. You well, know. If the brewery has made the effort to come around and be like, "Hey, we noticed this as well." Yeah, you know what I mean. That goes so long; it goes such a far away. It's just saying, "Hey, we noticed this little thing. We're willing to make it right. 
You know what I mean? Let's let's continue to be the community that we are and not just turn on us immediately. You know what I mean? Because we had an outsized can or, or even several. The shit happens, man. We are dealing with like, we're dealing with organisms that are living things. Like it's not always easy to kind of, you know, discern what the issue is at first. You know what I mean? But we're also not making enough money to be able to put out beer sometimes that, like, if we make a batch, we need to put it out. We need to see what people think about it. You know what I mean? And when you don't do that, you'll never know. But so when we do make these experiments and, you know, stuff comes out a little bit differently, like, just give us a little bit of patience. Yeah, just don't show. Just show a little bit of patience, just like you would, you know, your favorite band, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you give your favorite band a couple of songs before you're like, I'm fucking over it. Don't shit on on Pantera because your first experience was power metal. I mean, that's what it it fucking was in the 80s. Go listen to goddamn Vulgar Display of Power and shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the beer that we're drinking right now. This is, Brandon, this is yours. You were talking about this late, uh, earlier. Snake Lake Brewing Company, Taco IPA. Yeah. What yeah, the yeah, fuck, yeah. dude? You come with the weird beers. You had a I goddamn tried, I tried to say a spaghetti, spaghetti beer. We did, we did a yeah. spaghetti goza spaghetti. at Tin Roof <laughs> that literally tasted like spaghetti. Yeah. When I heard the podcast about that, I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. I was like, I never would have thought that concept. This, uh, this beer here is taco beer. It's definitely gets some nice salt notes on it. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's better than the SpaghettiOs for, um, for damn sure. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess that... So they just added like uh, tortilla chips, sea salt, lime zest. The tortilla chips. Yeah. The I tortilla mean, chips really idea? come through. Yeah. Yeah, they're shiny. Yeah. But I mean, it's, and that goes back to the whole trying to find beers that somebody hasn't made but some kind of added. I mean, we got a yeah. fucking right. taco IPA. Right Fuck yeah. <laughs> and, and we should, goddammit. We yeah. should have a taco IPA in front of us. Because why not? I bet that's killer for Taco Tuesday. If you're not trying, if you're not sitting here right now trying to develop a taco IPA, <laughs> then fuck you. You get out of the business. You do it. You get out of the business. You're failing. You've got to appreciate the fact that somebody tried it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah. Somebody sat around Somebody a brewery has to try it. and was like, man, I think I need a taco beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There it is. They had to smoke tacos and mouths. They're fucking drinking gozas. They're like, yo, we might be able oh, to replace this yeah. sea salt with Bang. fucking chips. I need to hang yeah, out with it. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? It's like an old like 80s TV commercial where like the taco falls into the beer and then the guy gets the light bulb above his head. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's what I'm going to do. It does taste like guacamole. We did a, uh, <laughs> for one festival, we did a margarita style goes. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm a sucker for a margarita, it was, bro. Uh, it was really good, and being that, you know, we're opening up, and there's a uh, taco restaurant right next to us, Taco Nabeto, I mean. Yeah, dude. Amazing like, yeah, tacos. We're going to have to make that for just Taco Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah just get with them and be like, hey. If I didn't have a 60-year-old digestive <laughs> and didn't have to take Omeprazole like it's Skittles, I would definitely be down. Poor Zach. Shout out to Zach. <laughs> Shout out Zach, like Tiger Tavern. Poor young man, he's been through a lot. <laughs> this dude, me and Zach have been friends for a while, which has been so fucking cool. I'm so glad you invited me to do this, man. I've had a great time. Man, I, I wanted to have some good breweries here. Uh, you know, uh, Derek used to work here. 
And I just, I, I wanted to invite some people. Uh, Chuck's a really good friend of mine. I wanted to make sure I could make it worth his while. Definitely. Podcast. Definitely. Like, yeah. I, if, if he's going to ask me to hold it here, I'm going to try and bring the best that I can bring to help him out. Awesome. No, I appreciate that, man. But at Hell the yeah. same time, like, you'll open up 500 feet for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've man. Got a, I've got, you know, I have a little bit of a heart condition, but, uh, you know, I'll definitely be there a whole lot. So, yeah, just have 911 on standby yeah, we, in case I have a heart attack. We got you covered. Yeah, you know, it's a shout-out to Tiger Tavern as well because, you know, me and Zach grew up together in the same neighborhood. And I came in here three, four, five years ago, you know, when he first opened and, you know, he had beer and daiquiris, you know, but then the next time I came in here, it was like, somebody told him, hey, you know, Tiger Cabin has Bourbon County Stout on draft? I'm like, really? Like, what? So, sure up here, he had Dad, Prairie Farm, like, no shit. We started talking about beer and things, and uh, Zach gave me a chance to come in and help with the craft beer here, and, you know, he opened the gateway, especially for Ascension Parish, and even the Baton Rouge people, New Orleans people that come to this area, to know that's craft beer in the area. That's why yeah. people ask us about, you know, are you sure about opening an Let me like, show you the if world. You, <laughs> if you came in the tavern, if you worked there, or if you came and had beers there, and you saw the amount of people that were wanting craft beer, you know, it, it's humbling. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't so, open the gateway. You are the fucking gateway in Ascension Parish. Yeah, exactly. yeah dude. For real. It's not even close. I remember when you got the first look, uh, Tops over there. Maybe I only had a dozen. Eight. I had eight. I had eight. And, and guess I what? Built it over time. I mean, that shit's expensive. You man. had you had you eight, know? and I think the second most. That was the most in the parish. Yeah. By far. And the second most was probably at Rotolo's. Yeah, something. it was. Yeah. Rotolo's. Yeah. And, and they had half of their tap uh, with no beer on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not talking trash about Rotolos. Right. But they Shout out Rotolos. Like, but you can, well, catch, all, <laughs> you can catch all the land shark at Rotolos yeah. back then. Yeah. yeah. Crazy so, thing was, like, Jacob Talley and Jada Cody came over here one night. They were doing a beer dinner at what it's Rouse's now. It's, it was yeah. LeBlanc's back then. They right? had, they had, first, they had that was my Andrew first week Godley. I started here. Yeah. They had, we hung out with yeah, Andrew Godley. They had Tom, yeah, it was, a, it was a parish dinner. They had Tom to kill, so they came over here. So the next day, Jay goes, hey, man, you ever go to Tiger Tavern out there by your house? I was like, man, I had been there forever. It was like, it's a daiquiri shop. He's like, nah, bro, you need to go by there. It's not just a jack, daiquiri shop. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's 40-something taps with, like, all craft beer. I'm like, are you serious? That's the picture. There it is right there. There it is. So I'm like... I, I'm like, okay, like, what kind of craft beer? He's like, man, they got Bourbon County, like, a parish, like, it, it's all good craft beer. I'm like, okay, well, I'll go by there and check it out. So I started following him on Facebook, and then I see a post one day where it's like, free samples of Trillium, Alchemist, oh and Treehouse, and I'm just that, like... That was due to Derek. Let's be honest. Yeah, I was like, wait, what, wait, what? Huh? I don't understand what's going on here. So my buddy Ross, who does the podcast with me, he's not here tonight. I was like, dude... Shout out Ross. Shout out to Ross. Never <laughs> met you, buddy. I never <laughs> met you, buddy, but I want to. Upsets apparel. <laughs> Upsets apparel, baby. I called him up, and I was like, dude, apparently at Tiger Tavern tonight, they're going to have free samples of Treehouse Trillium and, like, Alchemist. He's like, what time? I said, I'm going there about 6. So we showed up, and we just kind of stood at the end of the bar right here. Derek, I remember you back there behind the bar. And I, wa- I got here before him, and I walked up, and I looked at the cooler, and I saw the cans, and I just texted him. I was like, 
yeah, this is for real. This is happening. I don't know how, but here we go. And I remember, Derek, you told me, it was like, well, we can't sell it. It's two ounces per person of each beer per night. Yeah, we can we can give you a free a free taste of it. And I'm just like, well, I'm, I'm not fucking leaving until there's no more beer left then, because I'm just going to stay. We stood here for a while and drank some beer. We met Zach that night, and like... After that, dude, I was just like, per, like just preaching the gospel of Tiger Tavern. Yeah. Like, well, carry your asses over here. I got a great Zach story. Straight up, I got a fucking fantastic Zach Let's story. Oh I my just god, do. not how we met. Man. <laughs> shut up, Zach. That's Let's exactly do it. Stuff out. Yeah, I mean, look. All right, hey, I'll I, leave I, some I shit out. Be, I'll beep it out. Whatever you tell me, I'll yeah, beep it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things where Nola Brewing was having a. So I had just got hired on with the company. So I had worked for a Miller house in Shreveport for around seven years okay. doing their key accounts and stuff like that. So like I was the only craft beer guy that they had in that part of the Louisiana for that time. So I finally, I make some, you know, relationships. I get down, I move down to New Orleans and I start working for Nola Brewery. Thank God. Shout out Nola Brewery. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So the f- I'm talking about I'm three weeks on the job. And Gonzalez to no, to New Orleans is about an hour and a half. I get a shout out one day that says, hey, we're not going to be able to bring these three or four different tap handles to Tiger Tavern from New Orleans. Is there any opportunity that you could do that? So for Louisiana Craft Beer Week, I bring those tap handles an hour and a half. Yeah. to fucking Zach just because I wanted him to have the best experience that he could and I didn't want it to be one of those things where if he didn't have the tap like I did, I wanted that, him to have just as good of an experience as anybody in New Orleans so I show up I give him the tap handles I walk into this place and automatically there's some metal playing so Perfect. like it's just one of those things and I'm like I'm at home perfect but you know, I'm looking around. I see the daiquiri machines and stuff like that. I look around at the taps, and that was the first time that I noticed that he didn't have any of the conglomerates. Like, there was no Miller Lite. There was no Bud Light. There was none of this bullshit. Like, he literally had made all of his taps available for craft beer. And for for me, in that instance, like, I had no, I had no idea that anybody in Gonzalez gave a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nobody. Like, how could you? How could you? Yeah, you wouldn't. Right? Yeah. And so he was just the first guy out here, and he was just like, he appreciated the fact that I went out of my way just as much as I appreciated the fact that he went out of his way to make us, you know, and to let us be involved in his Louisiana Craft Beer Week event. It was just beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, I agree uh, 100%. You know, Davis Cranford, um was the first Noah contact we had when we did yeah. the tap takeover. And yeah. He, was out with the first he just left, and he is now at uh, SoPro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of Tiger Tavern. Shout out Davis you know, Cranford, you first, bitch. I love you. First time, you know, I met Chuck Pete was was here. Uh, yeah. Brad, one of the owners of our brewery, Ed Brewer. I met him from Tiger Tavern. Yeah. Coming in here drinking. It brings uh, people together. Know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's a good staple. You know, if you, if you haven't checked it out, you need to. And, uh, Great business, daiquiris, beer, everything here. Thanks so much to ABV for fucking having us, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate thank, you, thank man. Thank y'all. Thank you so fucking much. It's I, been great. I appreciate y'all being here. I appreciate Zach for having me here. I love that dude. I'll do anything for him. I'm, I'm so glad he's here to support the podcast and everything that we do. Uh, Zach, you just sat back and said, thank you, sir, for having us here. We appreciate that, man. This is great. Brandon, thank you, sir, as well, for everything. 
Alex, Derek, thank you guys for being here from Gilla Brewing Company. Make sure to follow those guys on uh, Facebook and on Instagram as well, Gilla Brewing Company. Ryan from NOLA Brewing, thank yeah, you, man. sir, for being here. Thank Appreciate you, buddy. that. Yeah. Look, make sure you're following NOLA on Instagram and Facebook. Are you on Twitter as well or just Facebook? And, uh... I, don't, I don't fuck with the Twitter. Okay. Yeah. I, look, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. <laughs> Too much drama. Facebook and Instagram, NOLA Brewing Company. Look them yeah, up. Man. Don't forget to follow the ABV podcast as well on Facebook and Instagram. Remember, T-shirts, man. I got kids to feed and a dog, so like, go buy some T-shirts. Tpublic.com slash users slash upsets apparel. Go buy some shirts. we got four designs to choose from. Don't forget iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher now. The podcast is available. Look us up. Until next time, I'm your host, Chuck P. Pierce. Chuck P. Pierce. Chuck P. Cheers. 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 Planet Fitness Black Card, you don't just get a great workout, you get a great perk out because your membership is packed with perks. For $1 down and $24.99 a month, you'll get perks like access to any of our 2,400 clean and spacious locations. Bring your friend anytime and both work out with tons of equipment that'll give you that big fitness energy. Relax in the Black Card Spa and more. Work out and perk out with the PF Black Card. Join for just $1 down and $24.99 a month. Sign up for the PF Black Card for $1 down and get all the perks. Deal ends November 22nd. See Home Club for details.